Well, we've got Drunken Yoda here from The Last Movie Outpost. How are you doing today? That's fantastic. A little cold, but uh, that's the Midwest here for you. Yeah, well, it's beginning to get really sunny and spring-like here now, but it's probably a little bit colder than it is for you, but we're just used to it being really cold, so we kind of like it when it's a little bit sunny. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we, we get used to it, but uh, what's nice is is that everything I do is inside for yeah. uh, for the websites and we've got people <laughs> over in your area too so mm. it's uh, it's uh, a lot of people are working on it yeah that's true you've got an English guy don't you what's he called not George Lucas not George Lucas he's uh, one of one of the two English guys the other guy yeah. never gets on any of the streams his name is Stark and he is a machine pumping out entertainment news after movie news after streaming news just story after story of stuff I don't I don't know where he gets it all, but he's yeah. every day he's putting out uh, at least two or three stories uh, along with uh, the rest of the crew. Is that the guy that does those like how to make a Marvel movie and how to make a B movie kind of videos? Not, not that's not George Lucas. Yeah, that's the ones he did. <laughs> so, how would you describe the last movie outpost overall for those that haven't checked it out? So. Oh, a while ago, like, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, when uh, the internet was kind of taking off, there was a site called Ain't It Cool News, and mm. among a lot of other movie sites. Uh, but his was good because it was kind of a, it was ground up fan driven. And he was a movie geek and kind of like a movie geek like the rest of us. Yeah. Um, as time went on, he, he he made the site more and more about himself, and then he had a Me Too movement about, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago. Uh, so he had his Me Too moment, and people kind of drifted off. But there was a lot of people in those discussion groups, those talkbacks, you know, the comment section after every, every story, that had uh, kind of gotten to know each other. And... Um, so they went and they started their own site. And uh, some of those guys, uh, you know, they there were some motions that went through back and forth. And so they started a second site that had the same problem. That's about when I joined these guys, although I wasn't that part of the talkbacks. I certainly was big on the, on the original site. And then we all decided to get together and build our own site. And this time we decided we were going to be partners and, you know, nobody was going to have uh, carte blanche over the other three. Yeah. And and uh, try to always respect each other and put movies first rather than politics and the message and all this cultural nonsense that has just permeated, you know, it permeates your macaroni and cheese now. You can't get away from any of it. And uh, we wanted to kind of celebrate, rediscover the joy of, of film um, and and certain uh, shows and Although we have a lot of problems with what with a lot of entertainment and how it's coming out now, we do want to be as authentic as possible, give everything a chance. If we don't like it, we'll say why we don't like it. If we do like it, we'll say why we do like it. But we we want to be as authentic as possible. And and yeah. if you go to any of the big, I would say, corporatized movie sites, it's clear that they're just uh, marketing arms for a lot of these, yeah. these films now. And it just gets... You know, you just don't feel like you're getting anything that's authentic anymore. Mm. And we try to slice and dice and cut down why stories work, why movies work, and why they don't. And uh, that's 
that's what we're trying to do for the most part. Yeah. And you mentioned about how you don't like the way that movies are now. Do you think that movies are worse now or maybe were better back in the day? These days, yes, they're much worse. They're far worse than they used to be. There's a lot of various reasons for that. Um, some of it is is political. Some of it is putting in present day problems into movies that age like milk. Mm. Um, I I think of the Revenge of the Sith movie where Obi Wan and and Anakin are having their lightsaber fight at the end, and just before that, um, Anakin says, "You're either with me or against me." Well, that was a veiled reference to what George Bush said back in the day. Does anybody remember that now? When you watch that movie, do you think about that now? Fortunately, it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb, but a lot of this stuff does. And on top of that, you have a lot of – there was a time when, when movies were made, the studios would bankroll them, but they kind of trusted the the directors and the writers to go and make an actual story because that's what sold. And now they, they will pull out um, – whole sections of movies that make the movie incomprehensible because maybe it's too violent or maybe it doesn't hit the right demographic or maybe it can't get a PG-13 rating or maybe it won't sell a toy. It has nothing to do with the actual artistry of film. Mm. And that's what we love is the artistry of film, not the the money-making aspect. Yes, we understand it takes a lot of money to make a movie these days, but uh, I, I think they're killing the golden goose by trying to stick all this stuff in there that doesn't belong with the actual story. Yeah, that's true. Because there are a lot of films actually recently where humour has had to take more importance over the story. So a scene that's funny will stay, but a scene that actually helps you understand what's going on might get cut. Well, yeah, that's absolutely true. And then a lot of the humour these days are not really built on anything... It, it's about letting the comedians play around and improv. There's no there's no real thought into how they're going to move forward. So I, I look at the two recent Ghostbusters or the, the recent Ghostbusters movie versus the classic Ghostbusters movie. Mm. Um, the one with all the ladies in it, there was a lot of, of weird improv about wonton soup or something mm. and it, it really was not anything to do it was just melissa mccarthy trying to be funny mm. and it just it sticks out like a sore thumb and it's not really funny i look back at the original ghostbusters one of the funniest scenes in there in my opinion because it's very situational and it really is true to the characters that they created mm. is they're all in an elevator and um he says you know i don't think we've ever tested these this equipment <laughs> and he's like well yeah, it's just an unlicensed nuclear accelerator. What's the big deal? So Egon turns on Ray's, you know, proton pack, and then he backs away slowly in an elevator. Like, that's going to do anything on a <laughs> nuclear bomb. It's just, so, yeah, you're laughing at it just for me terribly telling it to yeah. you. And, I, I mean, that kind of humor, the situational stuff isn't there anymore. Um, it's all... It's all slapdash, it's all conceptual, and we'll figure it out as we do it, and then we'll fix it in post. And there's no real plan on these scripts. It's the last thing they think of anymore. And so it's not all. Um, the Green Knight came out recently. Very well done. Um, very artistic, but not something that's going to catch a lot of mainstream movie audiences. And that's that's a problem if you're only doing things that are so artistic that they become inaccessible for a lot of movie audiences and everything you're doing for movie movie audiences is basically mcdonald's 
we're losing something there. We're losing something of our culture in there. Yeah. Now, perhaps surprisingly, movies are perhaps one of the most controversial things, people's opinions of different films. So can it get quite heated, maybe, if you're having a discussion on Last Movie Outpost and maybe a few of you don't agree with each other about a film? Oh, no, because I'm always right, and that <laughs> really helps. <laughs> we we are generally fairly like-minded. I would love to get more non-like-minded people in there. Um, when we disagree about a movie, it's usually it's usually respectful and it's usually based on something that has to do with your tastes or that yeah. kind of thing. And we kind of all understand that. Where I where I have a lot of trouble is that some people seem to like a particular show or movie. I I, I think of the the new Star Treks, which are are so full of weird, angsty, political nonsense. And then people just act like it's the same as the original Star Trek <laughs> that we all loved. Like on this, you know, I don't remember Captain Picard crying every five minutes. That didn't happen, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but but they, but they when you see people telling you how much they loved it or how much they love Last Jedi or some of these others, and you think it, it doesn't feel genuine. It feels like they're trying to show what a good person they are. And that borders on some sort of weird religious fervor that I I, I really I, – because, uh, I mean, the corporations, they don't really care. They'll just go to wherever they think is going to make the money. And so they think Twitter is real life for some reason. And I don't think they can afford to do this, not after the pandemic. I mean, people just aren't going to the theaters anymore. Why should they when they could just watch it on streaming? So – uh, the whole art form is I, I'm, I'm really afraid of dying and I just don't want that to happen. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of streaming services? Do you think they're a force for good or because I guess most movie fans agree that cinema is better. But do you think that there's a time and a place for streaming services still? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, it's all about the content, isn't it? Mm. And yeah, I'll take Netflix. Netflix has done some interesting things with Dave Chappelle and have put out some some really interesting documentaries and some really good movies. They've also done some things like uh, that Cuties movie, which actually filmed very underage kids doing some very suggestive things that was oh, yeah. I, I don't you know that kind of stuff i'm like going is that is that good or bad for film mm. you know is that a thing that we want out there and i a, a streaming service will you know as especially in this wild wild west of streaming services will pick up anything and everything if they think it will get more subscriptions and unfortunately, I think us as a as a consumer, we're really bad at it's like canceling a gym membership. You just forget to do it. Yeah. And so we, you know, we're not canceling those things like we should mm. when we feel like there's something not good on it. And it doesn't even have to be controversial. Maybe we just think the quality is just not good. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to go, you know, there was a time you just didn't go to a bad police academy movie anymore. You just stopped buying a ticket. Was it wasn't because you you voted a certain way, it just was a bad movie. Yeah. And uh that's that's the way it should be. Um, but yeah, everything is disrupted now as far as the entertainment industry. And I think we're all just trying to figure out and, and let it all settle. So I don't know where streaming is going to fit into that. Um, you know, it was kind of nice. It's like, oh, I can just get this streaming service and get these movies I want. But then 
Another streaming service is Indiana Jones, and a third streaming service has Star Trek, and a fourth streaming, you know, and pretty soon you're spending more money than you ever did on cable. So I don't know <laughs> if that's I don't know if that's sustainable or not. Yeah, that's true because of course there's not just one streaming service. So if you've got all the major ones, then yeah, I think in the UK it's about six pounds for the cheapest package. So yeah. that's a lot of money for loads of streaming platforms every month. It, it is, and and from just a pure economic standpoint, I don't know how much longer netflix can continue because mm. all the you know we have paramount plus now we have disney which bought 20th century fox so they have yeah. their own thing hbo is basically a warner company um amazon prime is is buying mgm studios and so they're going to have all the james bonds yeah. and netflix is losing all these ones that they used to have so either they have to put out their own original content which is good and i i don't think there's very much on netflix that i go i gotta have netflix because i gotta see this series yeah. whereas the other ones they do especially hbo max i think it's probably the most quality right now mm. um disney plus is great if you want all that original stuff and you want the marvel you you know you want all the stuff for your kids um paramount and amazon prime and and then there's like really niche ones like there's one called shutter which is nothing but horror movies <laughs> and my wife subscribes to one that's just nothing but love movies um <laughs> uh, you know like the nicholas Sparks streaming service or something mm. so I, I don't know i mean it, at some point especially you know with inflation and with the economy when the economy goes bad i i just don't know if they're going to be able to continue the way they are or not um so we'll see yeah that's an interesting thought would you support the return of blockbuster no <laughs> <laughs> it's it physical media is just it's it's had its day mm. and so uh but there may be a resurgence uh there has been a resurgence in vinyl in in records yeah. um I, I couldn't believe it when i went to my my big nebraska furniture mart over here which sells you know all sorts of electronics and there's just a whole row of turntables there in wow. various you know ornate you know looking they're really nice and and they're selling a whole record section again i think there is something to saying i it's nice to have the physical copies because they can't take that away from you whereas you know it's really to the point if you say the wrong thing on twitter then maybe your 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 hbo max decides they don't want you to be a customer anymore and then what do you do uh or if you bought this stuff on online it's in the cloud the cloud has a technical problem and it destroys it all, and you got to prove that you had it all. What do you do? Yeah. Uh, if you have a Blu-ray player, that can't that can't happen. So there's there, there's pluses and minuses. You know the the minuses. You know you got to have all the storage room for all these movies if you're real buff. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, and I'm lazy. You know, I'm just horribly lazy. It's like I I'll I'll look through a streaming service if I'll have a I'll have a, a, a hankering for a particular movie. You know, mm. and I'll look through a streaming service and I can't find it, then I won't watch it, even <laughs> though I own it. Mm. It's right there. It's, yeah. it's it's on the shelf. Just get up, put it down. I'm lazy. Yeah, I think that is actually a really common thing. Even yeah. if the DVD is literally in your hand, it's so much easier just to pick up the remote and flick through and find yeah. it. Yeah, or find it on your phone or something like that. But no, that, that shelf is hundreds of millimeters away. I can't be bothered to get it. Oh, I got to turn the TV to video too. Yeah. I don't even know how to do that anymore. Now ah, the hell with it. You know, that's that's how lazy we've become. Yeah. I think even further than that, people who've got the DVD have actually purchased it online on like YouTube or whatever to watch. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can buy it, and then they give you a digital copy with it, so the yeah. thing just sits there, still wrapped <laughs> in the original cellophane. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I, I haven't bought a physical one in a while, and yeah. you know, a lot of the, that's something the guys give me trouble about because they're like, "Hey, you need to, you better get the physical copies. You don't want to, you don't want to be built." And they and they may be right, but I don't yeah. know. I like the convenience of being able to watch it right on my. On, on whatever device I have. So. Yeah. Well, here we go then. Who are your favorite actors and directors and movies in general of all time? Of all time. Well, I'm. I've. I think that Star Wars is what got me into being such a movie buff. It was the first one that I actually saw behind the scenes stuff on. Yeah. And, and really kind of got a better understanding of how they did because I was like seven when it came out, and um, uh, not that I want to tell anybody my age, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I really, you know, the, the original Star Wars trilogy probably is always going to be dear, dear to my heart. But I have a huge uh, love for so many different types of movies. And, mm. it, you know, if you say, well, what's your favorite horror movie? I'm going to say probably The Thing or Texas Chainsaw Massacre because there's more to it than just a guy running around with a chainsaw. Um, I'm going to say sci-fi, probably going to start talking about Star Trek or Blade Runner. Um, a lot of the eighties stuff is really good. I have a, I have a real, um, affinity for various different types of movie score composers, you know, John Williams, and James yeah. Horner and guys that make the music that they don't do anymore. You asked me what's wrong with days movies. I mean, nobody makes a theme anymore. Yeah. Uh, you got the Avengers theme. You could probably hum that. You could certainly <laughs> hum Indiana Jones, Superman, Star Wars, you you know those themes, even the Harry Potter theme. But you you get in a movie now, and it's just musical atmosphere. It's just yeah. supposed to be noise, kind of <laughs> musical noise, but there's no theme to it. So that that bothers me about today's movies. Uh, I miss that a lot. Mm. There are a few particularly Disney films that have songs though in them that seem to be charting quite well, whether they're actually good or not. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I haven't watched a lot of the newer Disney stuff recently and my kids have grown up so i don't have an excuse to anymore <laughs> and quite frankly the site keeps me busy between that yeah. and my day job that i just i'm just trying to watch the things that i can get to in between you know making youtube videos dissecting yeah. the movies that i loved and things like that yeah well what's coming up in the next few days and weeks on the website really have you got plans to release stuff we well we're always coming, you know, I don't, I don't keep track enough of, of what the other guy's doing, but there's always somebody that's going to be coming up with some behind the scenes article that's usually very long and very in depth. And it goes into some, some great movies. Um, I also run the YouTube channel, got a couple guys on there. We do a, a weekly streaming and then I'm doing an overlooked video on the movie city slickers, which is very near and dear to my heart. Um, my overlook series is basically, Movies that are not classics necessarily, they're very solid yeah. or bordering on classics, but it's not one that people talk about. Like they talk about a Star Wars, they talk about a Ghostbusters or something like that, or, or a Godfather, but they may not talk about these movies. Uh, I found that the channels on YouTube, they either like to talk about these really, really awesome movies, these classics or these big things that everybody's talking about, or they talk about these really bad movies like The Room. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, at least I burn my. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> um, uh, or or Troll Two or stuff like that. Yeah. And nobody's really talking about something like City Slickers or The Ref 
or uh, Punch Drunk Love, I think, really good movie. Um, there's there's a lot of these movies that kind of fly under the radar that are really solid watches, and I'm I'm trying to bring that back into the into the spotlight because I think they they deserve another watch. Yeah, definitely. Well, where can we check out the website and the YouTube channel? Well, I mean, I guess the YouTube channel's on YouTube. It is. <laughs> weirdly enough, um, we wanted to put it on Facebook, but they said no, oh. so we had to put it on YouTube because it was a YouTube. <laughs> channel yeah. uh we are lastmovieoutpost.com uh we like to say we are the cool news now so you yeah. can uh, find us all there we have all the links to all our different uh, social sites uh, we have a facebook page i think it's slash last movie outpost and of course the youtube if you just search for last movie outpost you'll find us subscribe we we are not above uh begging for likes and subscriptions and all that kind of stuff <laughs> so <laughs> Um, and uh, hopefully you'll you'll be able to find some uh, movie news and some um, interesting things from just a different point of view, one that's yeah. not corporatized or or trying to push some some weird political message or something. Just people who just love the entertainment, love the art form, and want to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, many thanks for joining us today. It's been great to talk to you. I appreciate it. I, it's been great talking to you too.